episode, Gas Network presents Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the family. Price XXV, double I. Rome. Simolo. We're flying. T-Buggy, man. To the greatest sports show on the planet, La Familia. Hope y'all ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. We are back. Your favorite sports show, Gas presents Sports for the Culture. As my guy Rome would say, you come for the sports, but you stay for the culture, man. Let's get it. You see it's only three of us tonight. We're missing a couple. Hopefully, my guy Scruff pops in any moment. Top right, introduce yourself. T-Boogie, man. Wash your hands, wash your ass. Y'all know what it is with me, man. Uh, I don't really got a whole lot to say, man. I'm excited. Ready to get into the, the episode. Let me pause that excitement but because uh, I, I know y'all funny out there. But uh, let's go, man. <laughs> Hey man, you gonna have to you gonna have to patent trademark. Uh, wash your hands, wash your ass. People start saying that. I, I, I've been doing that since I was a young pup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess bottom, introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, don't even do it, fellas. But bottom, introduce yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy D Malone, live from the fantasy corner of G's Whip. <laughs> we out here, baby. You had a hell yes, of a sir. weekend, and now my Yankees are looking great. Only two games behind, baby. Two or three, I believe. We're in here, baby. What's it about? 142 left to go. We'll see how you feel at the end of the season, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm tonight's host at Bryce XXV Double I. Filling in for Rome today. We'll see Rome next week, man. Everybody tell Rome we need him back. Free Rome. Free Rome, man. Pound free Rome. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it, man. Let's not waste any time. One of the biggest topics going around in the sports world. Is no other than last year's NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers. And apparently the boy A-Rod wants out of Green Bay. I can't really blame him for not wanting to be in Wisconsin because, I mean, what is in Wisconsin? How many cities can you actually name in Wisconsin? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's go. Right now, rapid fire. Cities in Wisconsin. Go, T. Milwaukee. G. <laughs> G. <laughs> Gee, you could have at least said, does Green Bay count? I, mean, oh, I, 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 I thought that was the name of the stadium. I think that's Lambeau. You see, I thought, I thought Lambeau was the city and Green Bay was the, the stadium. All right, well, let's get it, man. Aaron Rodgers apparently wants out of Green Bay, man. And this GM, they've got Gutenkus, however you pronounce his last name. I definitely probably butchered that. But it seems like him and Aaron Rodgers can't really get on the same page, man. So, like, first question is, y'all think Aaron Rodgers is being a diva? Before we get into particulars, man, is Aaron Rodgers being a diva for one out of Green Bay, fresh off an of MVP? Uh, T, I'm starting with you, bro. Yes, of course. I mean, the quarterback is the position to be a diva. You know what I'm saying? So he is being a diva. I'm not going to hold it against him too much. But, yeah, like you just was the MVP. Why you, Why are you trying to leave? Yeah, that's like your girl. That's like your girl leaving you after y'all just had a good date. You know what I'm saying? I had a nice dinner and all that. She, she come home, break up with you. Like, what are you doing? I feel like you just did everything perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you done set it all up, get home, and it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, that that does suck. That does suck. I mean, hey, I don't know. The, the, the verdict is still out. The jury's still out, man. It's Aaron Rodgers being a diva G shoot. All right, going back to uh T example. So if your girlfriend cheated on you 10 times, right? <laughs> So she just had magically just give you the perfect dinner. You gonna stay or you gonna bounce after that dinner? You gonna how much work. money? How how much is she worth? It ain't worth that much to lose your insanity ten times cheating on you. 
Hey, that's that's fair. That's fair. But how did how did the Packers cheat on Rodgers? Talk me through that. You drafted a quarterback last year when you could have had you could have drafted a receiver. You drafted a quarterback when you wanted a receiver or another running back. You could have even drafted the offensive line to help him out. And you don't do none of that. In the last 10 drafts, it's nothing but defensive weapons or some other kind of off. Not even not even a receiver. So how so everybody's just been feeling hurt. I would want to leave too. And you talking about you you draft a quarterback, a quarterback with the first pick overall. You're basically telling him, bro, you about to we about to fire you. We got your replacement ready behind you. Just give us whatever you're gonna give us and just leave. And now all of a sudden that he wants to leave like he's a diva. Hey, look, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, drafting a quarterback, that ain't nothing but that, you know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing but a side piece. You know what I mean? Relationships were made stronger because of a, an affair. Check, <laughs> check, the, check the stats. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You know what I mean? Relationships are made stronger because of that potential, you know what I'm saying? That competition there. You're telling me Will, Will is happy Jada cheated on him? He's still there, ain't he? Uh, he got to be there. He don't got to be there. He's still he got to be there, man. That's too much money on the line. All right. All right, answer me this. Answer me this. How many first round receivers did uh Belichick draft for Brady? Grunk. Touche. So are y'all trying to tell is me that Grunk, Aaron Rodgers is, is are y'all trying to tell me that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are in an entanglement right now? That what yeah. y'all tell yeah. me? Yes. 100%. All the way. I look at it like this though. I mean, I feel you. I feel you, T. But I think G got a great point right now. Like you draft a quarterback like Jordan Love. You know, a young hot shot with the wheels, man, you know, dual threat. And on top of that, you don't even warn Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I read a report that uh, Kirk Cousins, before the Vikings went ahead and drafted uh, Kellen Mond, they, they came to Kirk Cousins and let him know. And this is Kirk Cousins. This is not Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? I mean, the the, the, the Bears had uh, – what's the boy's name they just had in the fold before they drafted Justin Fields? The Bears had uh, – they, they had foals, right? Yeah, no, nah, but they just signed somebody after Foles. They signed uh, uh, Dalton. They signed Dalton. Dalton. They signed Dalton. Andy Dalton, right? They came to Andy Dalton and tell him, look, you know, if Justin Fields is there, we're going to take him. Like, Andy Dalton gets the warning. But you telling me Aaron Rodgers doesn't get no warning just out of left field? But then on the flip side, you got to be like, you know what they say when it comes to relationships sometimes. The way you, the way you get them is the way you lose them. And that's how Aaron Rodgers got to Green Bay, man. I mean, he was the replacement for Brett Favre, and they, they didn't want Brett Favre. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of a little bit of karma. I don't know. What, I don't know what to call it. Why? Why I got? Why I got to warn my quarterback that we trying to get better? Like why I got to warn you? You don't want to back up. But who's better than Aaron Rodgers? That's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, <laughs> no matter who, no, no matter who I draft, they're not gonna beat you in camp. Like why? Are you, why are you upset? Like what, what's really? What's really on your heart? Because he could have had Justin Jeff Justin Jefferson, right? Nah, he, he Rogers want that payday, man. He's not fooling me. He might be fooling everybody else. Rogers wants to be the highest paid quarterback. It's no it's no coincidence that after MVP season, now everything, you know what I'm saying? It's like when your wife starts making more money than you. Now 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 you ain't cleaning up around the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you gotta cook more. Yeah, like he got the MVP, he had a great season, and all of a sudden he wanna throw his weight around a little bit, bro. Just play football. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think y'all both make good points, man. I don't think the Packers have ever done enough for Aaron Rodgers, you know, to make him comfortable as their quarterback. Don't get me wrong, Devontae Adams is a hell of a weapon, but you know, Aaron Rodgers, 
kind of made him. And don't get me wrong, Devontae was probably going to be a dog wherever he went. But, like, I don't know, man. It seems like they built the defense up over the offseason. Maybe they want to get back to the playoffs, but it's not like they gave him any more offensive weapons, legit weapons. And there was a lot of weapons out there to be had. I know one thing, man. The Packers, the thing I love about the Packers is they don't really have an owner, right? They're pretty much owned by the community, by the state, right, by the people. If they if the noise gets too loud, if they end up losing Aaron Rodgers, that GM is out of there, man. So Guten Cuss, Guten Hurt, however you say it, Guten Tog, you better you better prove your worth, man. You better prove your worth, and you better get this one right. Mr. Gabagool, Mr. Gouda Cheese, get it together. Hey, that's crazy because I, I just recently found out like Wisconsin has like this crazy German population. So you know what I'm saying? It really will be Guten Tog or whatever. You know what I'm <laughs> All right, so let's keep it pushing in, man. So we know Aaron Rodgers has a chance that he's on the way out. So let's talk about best landing spots for the guy A-Rod, man. Best landing spots for Rodgers. Where do you guys where do you guys think he should go? Where do you think the best landing spots are for Aaron Rodgers? Scruff, what up, bro? We cannot hear you, but welcome to the show, welcome, sir. Welcome to the party. Hey, what, what, what up, homie? What up, what up? But uh, so best best landing spots for Aaron Rodgers, man. What are, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Where do you guys want to see him play? What do you think fits? Early reports was Denver or Oakland. Let's 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 talk about those two first. Denver or Oakland? If you had to pick one, what do you think is a better spot for Aaron Rodgers? Neither. Neither. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm with Scruff, but if I got to pick one, you got to go to uh, Oakland. Oakland. Oakland over Denver. Denver got some young weapons, though. I mean, yeah, it's like you got Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs versus Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, you know, Cortland Sutton. It's tough. I, I trust him with Gruden. You got to go Oakland. How can you trust Gruden right now? I don't trust Gruden with nobody. G, what nah, you think, man? Gruden, Gruden would let him run the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Gruden would get out of his way a little bit. Den Denver or Oakland, G? I'm going to say Oakland. Damn, I guess I'm the only one rocking with Denver, man. I guess I just remember Denver's defense, you know, a few years ago being so dominant. I feel like they still got Von Miller in the fold. They still got some of those valuable pieces on the defensive side. Uh, I feel like they could turn that around quick with an elite quarterback. You see what happened when they got Peyton Manning? Went from nothing to something real quick. Uh, I'm not saying we, they would have that same repeated success, but I think anywhere Aaron Rodgers goes, you're immediately on the map as a Super Bowl contender. That's just the type of quarterback he is. Uh, I mean, but, I, I agree, but – What's that? I said both the running back and the tight end for Oakland are better than anything offensively that the Denver has. Denver has great receivers. I disagree. No, nah, Denver Darryl has great receivers, bro. Yeah, but Denver Waller has better receivers than than uh, than Oakland. Because and don't forget about Tim Patrick too. If you fantasy football player, you know Tim Patrick. Yeah, you know who Cortland Sutton is. You know who Jerry Judy is. Um, when it comes to the tight end, Noah Fant, you know he's a a very skilled tight end. Obviously, he's a shitty quarterback. Denver is a team that has a lot of weapons and has a great defense. I like the uh, coach fit with uh, Gruden. I know Gruden loves Aaron Rodgers, you know. But the answer is neither of these choices. And it, it may not make sense what I'm about to say. But the best landing spot for Aaron Rodgers is, is San Francisco. And I'll explain why. All right, man. How we close that? How we close Scruff Box back? <laughs> San Francisco. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Free Scruff, man. Free Scruff. 
No, no, bring him back. I want to hear him Bring him back. I want to hit a guy out. No, nah, man, the best the best landing spot is San Francisco, and it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers could pick any team to play for, it's safe to say he would pick the 49ers. Um, now, sometimes, you know, when you're when you're a team that's on the on the rise, you make moves. You know, it's just like being a man or a woman, you know, on the open market in relationships. Like, hey, you can't help it. Back relationships today. We just in a relationship. Going back to relationships today. Yes, but like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're the if you're the if you're the Forty Niners, like, yeah, you'd love to have Aaron Rodgers, but. You know, you can't sit around and wait all off season for Aaron Rodgers to become available because technically he's not available yet, right? Technically he's not available. Well, you can't just be sitting around waiting for some other dude to break up with the girl. Uh, you gotta, you gotta play what was on the market, and they did. Trey Lance was the best thing available on the market, you know, for them at that number three spot. But ultimately, they were setting themselves up for the best quarterback available. Now, if they could have got Aaron Rodgers. T, you know this, I know this, and Kyle Shanahan knows this. If they would have had the opportunity to trade for Aaron Rodgers on draft day, they would have done it. Now, you done brought in this kid. You got him accumulated, you know, assimilated to the culture and all this. You got this man thinking he's the franchise quarterback. But this wouldn't be the first time when you could bring in a guy, a young quarterback, or typically doesn't happen in football. It happens more often in basketball, where you take a young prospect and you ship him the fuck out. Because, like, hey, look, you don't have that many opportunities to get a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So it's kind of similar to when the Lakers had Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and all them guys, and they decided they want to ship him out because they want to bring an AD. It's not a shot at Brandon Ingram. Like, he was a young, young developing player, but it's the Lakers. Just like the 49ers are the 49ers. The 49ers are an elite organization. They're a win-now organization. you telling me that they have the opportunity to ship out – Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't do it. They do it in a heartbeat, and they'd att- attach graphic compensation. <laughs> Just my opinion. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. see them at, at this point trading Lance for Rodgers. It, it puts them back in the same. It puts the 49ers in the spot that the Packers are in. Are, are you going to pay this guy and, and mortgage your future? You know, what I'm saying for maybe a year or two, and and you you can't sign any more guys. I mean, that's what's going on in Green Bay. Well, they, they don't want to. They tried to do it. They tried to get rid of that three pick for Rodgers. They 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 definitely kicked the you know what I'm saying kick the wheels. You you have to. He's the MVP. But if you want to know the best landing spot, we would just talk about relationships, man. It's back at home. You know what I'm saying? It's always back at home. It's not out there with the girl you met in your DMs. It's not the girl you met at, at you know what I'm saying at a park or at the bar or whatever. It's back at home. That's always the best landing spot. Home is familiar. All right, who was the who was the best team in the NFC? Bucks, right? Who was the second best? The Packers. Like, how are you going to go to a team better than the Packers? Where are you going to go? He is the Packers, T. That's what you don't understand. He is the Packers. If you take Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers, he, what are the Packers? They're the worst team in the he, NFC. He's he, he's not the Packers because he is the what Packers. happened? What happened a year before? Before he had Devontae, the Packers were not the second best team in the NFC. So he is he not the Packers. Here. He's a big well, part. You know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all making some good arguments right now, man. Is Aaron Rodgers the Packers? I, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, I see my man looking like Doc Rivers in the cut, bro. That is hilarious. G, they, they get you today, G. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more Trey Rags, but. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Hey, bro, but I, I don't know, man. I feel like Aaron Rodgers 
is a big part of the Packers, bro. You take Aaron Rodgers off the Packers, I don't think they got much. I don't think they got much. I think Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys where you throw him on just about any team with a receiver and a decent defense, and you got a shot to be something, bro. The year before, the year they had that off year is when they didn't have a defense. They went out, they spent money on Darius Smith, uh, Preston Smith. You know, paid a, paid a couple couple D backs to come in there, and they got that defense right. I think you got to have a defense with Aaron Rodgers, give him one weapon, and you all to the races, bro. I, I, look, they they would have been in the Super Bowl last year had Aaron Rodgers ran the ball into the end zone. They were right. not a Super Bowl team because he made a bad play. Like, that was on Rodgers. Every yeah, other quarterback right. would have tucked that joint and, and scored a touchdown. He didn't. He threw it and complete. You don't, you don't go to that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was one play. But you're not going to tell me a team one play away and, and there's better landing spots for you. Like, no, man. You were there. Oh, man. Well, hey, man, I got I to I gotta break it to you, T. There is one landing spot that's better yeah, for Aaron Rodgers. No one's going to say that. Please don't do Y'all it. know where I'm going. Uh, y'all know where I'm going uh, with this. Uh, uh, are, y'all uh, Ve- are y'all fans uh, of Vegas or the odds makers? Because, you know, if you check what the odds makers are saying right now, they're saying, they saying there's one team in the running. And, in fact, it's the only football team in the league. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about them. The Washington football team, man. The Washington football team is absolutely the best landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Hear me out. You got one of the top defenses in the league. I just broke down why Aaron Rodgers needs a top defense. When he didn't have a top defense, he was nowhere to be found. It was a down. Matter of fact, they started to call him Wash when he didn't have a top defense. Not only that, he needs a top-notch receiver. Guess what the Washington football team has? Terry McLaurin. You put you get Aaron Rodgers, Terry McLaurin, bro. He's gonna go. You're gonna think you're gonna think Terry McLaurin's top five immediately. Guarantee you, bro. Guarantee you. You give Aaron Rodgers Terry McLaurin, he's gonna look like a dog, bro. Top five, what receivers? No question. No question. If you get if he has Aaron Rodgers, Terry McLaurin's been playing with scrap heaps his whole career, man. Random Jags, and he's still getting numbers, still getting a thousand a pop. Give him Aaron Rodgers, see what happens. And on top of that, on top of that. I think you got the right coaching structure for Aaron Rodgers to fit with. I think Aaron Rodgers is proving he's the type of guy that can clash with the coach a little bit. Why do you think Mike McCarthy's not there anymore? Aaron no, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a tough guy to get along with. There's even there's even reports to say Aaron Rodgers doesn't get along with his own family. <laughs> a man that doesn't get along with his own family is a man that needs some strong structure hey, around hey, him, hey, bro. Hey, hey, family is hard, man. <laughs> Yeah, family stuff, man. I ain't gonna knock it for that, man. I just, I just, I just came back from some family situation, man. It's all love, bro. But we had some, we had some rough times, man. They know that, I know that, man. I, I understand. But it is what it is, man. Family don't always work out, but you know, you forgive and forget with family. But when it comes to football and it comes to business, you don't forgive and you don't forget. Uh, T, you can miss me with all that bullshit. Uh, the only reason they're there in the uh, only reason they were one the only reason they were one game away from the playoffs was the only reason they were one game away from the championship because they have the best quarterback in the league, arguably the top three quarterback in the league. Uh, we we know what his talent level is. I think you put him in a real situation like a 49ers, I think he'd win multiple multiple rings. I'm just shocked, see that you're not you're not you're not in on this. And if no. that's the case. Good. I'm glad that I'm you're, not, you're not staying. Gonna, I'm, I'm glad. Gonna prostitute out my organization. That, you know, go ahead, prostitute. Well, go ahead. Just remember this, prostitute. When you, when when the Aaron Rodgers ends up on the Four Niners, I don't want to hear you trying to be a poor Aaron Rodgers fan. All right. Oh, you There's know no, he is. You know he's gonna come on this show with Aaron Rodgers jersey, like Aaron Rodgers, man. I told y'all. 
great you know, great bad man. Look, I, I'm I'm a fan of the team. You know what I'm saying? If you're not wearing that jersey, I'm not a fan. If you wear that jersey, I'm a fan. That's just how I go. Dude, you don't see me supporting Frank Gore. I hope he get tackled. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're not part of the game. I, I, can, I don't rock with you. Nah, Frank no, Gore. I'm the same. I'm the same. The principle is the same. Why y'all think I stopped watching uh, Sports Center, man? That's not that's not gas for this sports for the culture. I don't rock with them no more. I don't rock with ESPN now. The gas is out. You kidding me? Nah, that's a fact. Same. Nah, but really though, Aaron Rodgers is definitely one of the all-time great quarterbacks. Not sure when it's all said and done with he'll rank in the goat conversation, but it's no question he's one of the best, bro. The man is one of the best, and uh, it's just crazy that one of the best quarterbacks once again we having with Brady, and I was having him with Rodgers. One of the best quarterbacks is about to leave his team. I don't know how it happens. I just hope my team can one of those quarterbacks. And because hey, look, we ain't never letting them go. We ain't never letting them go. So quick question. Hold on. So none of you guys are gonna say the Browns though. I thought the Browns no, they got Baker. No, no, no. They got Baker. What are you talking about? Baker locked in. You could trade Baker for for Brown for uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know the Browns fans. You know, you know that. And, and honestly, I, I think Baker season. fits Green Bay, but. No, why? Why mess? With, why mess with a good thing? Like, come on, man. So we all gonna sit here and say Baker Mayfield is gonna push the Browns to the top. I don't know if you're gonna push them to the top, but I mean, I don't think you can get rid of Baker right. I feel like Baker's uh, the story on Baker is still being written. You know what Aaron Rodgers is. You know what he can give you. I feel like we don't know about Baker yet, but he's shown that he can give you something. Rodgers has given us one Super Bowl in 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I'd rather take Aaron Rodgers and Baker with that kind of team that Baker got. So you'd rather take Baker for two years – I mean, Aaron Rodgers for two years, hypothetically, versus Baker for the next 10? I can't do that. I, I can't do that. that. I would. I would. And not, I would. not after what Cleveland's been through, bro. Cleveland's been through. Right. Cleveland's yeah, never exactly won, bro. Cleveland. They finally winning. Y'all want to take the one reason they finally winning away from them? Y'all crazy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I think you make a good point, Bryce. You talk about you talk about a quarterback for the next two years, somebody that's proven – to play at elite level status, one of the best of all time, right? And you talk about a guy who is a young quarterback that has a longer, potentially longer career, but ultimately the truth is in the NFL, be like quarterbacks don't get more than four years of opportunity. It doesn't matter. Like if much, I mean, Alex Smith is an example of a guy that played mid-level and continued to get opportunities. But it doesn't happen that often. Look at Teddy Bridgewater. Look at other guys. But, like, you know, look at Sam Darnold. You know, he had his three-year run with New York. He's going to have another one year with, with, with Panthers. If he doesn't figure it out this year, he's the fuck out of there. So the thing about Baker is, like, Baker's had some pretty solid years. But, like, ultimately, man, if you in a situation, you in a city, you know, shit gets old quick. You know, you're not going to have more than five years, six years. You know, like, you know. Unless you're, you know, I mean, Matt Stafford had a pretty long run, but that's rare. You know, most guys are out there and ridiculed and scapegoated by their fifth year. So Baker doesn't get to the Browns. I don't think that happens with Baker, bro. I don't think that happens. Baker doesn't get to the playoffs by his fifth year with the Browns. Best believe he's going to be out of there just like the rest of them suckers. They weren't. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean. If Lamar Jackson is who you guys say he is, I don't think so. But if he is, then that's that's a, that's a hurdle for Baker. That's a real hurdle, which doesn't mean trade Baker. But I I, I kind of get what you're saying. Oh, man, come on, bro. They, they they just coming off they just coming off the playoffs and they got their first playoff win in I don't know how many years, bro. And y'all telling me 
if Baker makes the, doesn't make the playoff in five years and he's coming off playoff appearance, Baker has brought the Browns back to relevance, bro. The Brown and the Browns fans are the most loyal fans. It's two, it's two of the most loyal fans in the league. It's the Browns and it's the WFT, man, the Washington football team, man. We done been and they look, they've been through it worse than us, but nobody goes through it worse than those two teams. And for them to still be giving the support that they give. Bro, they got Baker. They holding on to that man, bro. They not Baker not going nowhere. They're gonna give him a Matt Stafford run, guaranteed. And I think, I think it'll, I think it'll do him justice, bro. Like I, I like Baker a lot. I think mean, he's proven a lot too over these last couple of years, man. I think Baker will do something. Let's keep it pushing, man. Let's keep it pushing, man. Next topic. Next topic. Let's move on. Let's stay in the NFL, fellas, and let's move on to this this, this debate. We haven't really got to it. I'm surprised, but I want to see what y'all think, man. Single digits. In the NFL, bro. Like, you know, it's been happening in college for some time. You can wear any number you want. You know, you see the big boys on the D-line with number five, number six, even sometimes number one, number two, like Chase Young. And then, you know, you, you got – you're going to have tight ends. You're going to have running backs, single digits now. I want to see what y'all think about that. Tom Brady has some comments about it. We'll get into that. But off, off the top, man, what do you guys think about single digits in the NFL? I think it's a great idea. Yeah, why not? Who cares? Why would it matter? What difference does it make? Yeah, I mean, wearing number seven or seventy-seven, like if you got game, you gonna you gonna bow. Well, but, you know, you know who it matters to? It matters to the goat, the guy y'all all call the goat, that we all call the goat, Tom Brady. You know what Tom Brady said? Good luck trying to block people now. Going to make for a lot of bad football. T, I see you rolling your eyes, man. You know what? You don't. You're not buying the goat. You're not buying the goat right now. Nah, just just because you the greatest quarterback don't make everything you say gospel. Tom, Brady is a particular guy. He wants things a particular way. He wanted his football deflated a certain way. He wanted his spy gate footage at a certain angle. I mean, so so I so I understand. I get you, Mr. Brady. But look, man, it's about what the fans want to see. It's about what the players care about. Players want numbers like they had in little league, like they had in high school, like they had in college. Uh, nobody cares who, if you can't identify the mic anymore. Like, get some LASIK, do what you got to do, scout, read the film a little more. If you can't tell the difference between a linebacker and a, and a corner or a safety, like, that's that's not on the number. That's not on the jersey. Put that on you. I don't know, man. Seven's the mic and uh, 52's the mic. It don't got the same ring to it, man. And 52's the mic got a nice little ring to it, man. So y'all y'all not buying Brady's comments. Y'all don't think it makes any difference for the quarterback. I think it's going to make some difference, bro. You used to count guys like Brady. They used to their routine, man. They get out there, they identify their guys by their numbers. They see the fifties, they know they're looking at a linebacker. They see the twenties, they know they're looking at a D back. Thirties, they know they're looking at a D back. Nineties, they know they're looking at a D lineman. Now you're gonna get out there if you got a slim, a slim type D lineman. You know some of these D linemen now just as you know just as fit as a is a linebacker or, or a big safety. You can move that that chess piece around the field. And you could possibly confuse guys, man. I'm I'm not saying it's not something they can get used to, but initially it might be a little bit of an adjustment for these quarterbacks. They're so used to the same thing. No, I can see it tripping up a guy like Brady, but I, I'm not I'm not a fan of like offense, 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 offense. So if if the league makes a shift that helps the defense, then then great. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I get it, right? You look, you see a, a 50s number, you you know he's blitzing. You know, you say, all right, I got a certain amount of time before I deliver a pass. You see a 20s. Blitzing, you know, I got to get that thing out. He's coming, like he's fast, like. But you know, pause that. But yeah, <laughs> Let, uh, whoa there. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not even an issue. I, I saw Brady bring it up. I don't care. I don't think the world cares. 
people have been switching their numbers left and right. So sorry, Brady. Yeah, sorry, Brady. I guess it's not that big of a deal, but it will be dope. And I guarantee you, Jersey sales gonna go up, man. Imagine getting your favorite player's number and now it's number five instead of number fifty-five. Or, you know, I don't know. There's something about them single digits, man. They just they just go a little harder with me, bro. Gotta I mean, I, it's gonna look a little odd when you you know you're a big guy though. You know what I'm saying? And your favorite player is a, a defensive end or something. He's number he's number three, and you got the Huge three in the size 72 font on your back. Like, it's going to look crazy. <laughs> <in the table. laughs> but I like uh, it. Uh, yeah, I like it, too. I like it, too, man. So let's let, let's keep it pushing, man, to another uh, – this isn't this isn't a single digit. This is a whole lot of digits because we now we're talking about the guy, Russell Westbrook, breaking Oscar Robertson's triple-double record. That's a lot of digits when you're talking about a triple-double. Uh, I want to hear what you guys think about uh, uh, Russell Westbrook breaking this – Damn near fifty-year-old, fifty-year-old, uh, fifty-year-old record, man. What do you, what, what was you guys' thoughts? And before we get into just talking about triple doubles, talking about what Russ does, uh, what do you, what do you guys think about, you know, him breaking that record? Legendary. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. Like so, gee, legendary. Did you think? Because I mean, there was a video circulating of all these greats, everybody from Magic to Jason Kidd to. Gary Payton, all these players that were known for getting triple doubles here and there, uh, talking about how that record would never be broken. How that was a record that was untouchable. Nobody in the history of the league would ever be able to get it. I think Jason Kidd was saying nobody on this planet, no human could ever break that record. And, you know, now we're in the year 2021 and you've got Russell Westbrook doing it. So uh, T as a basketball guy, man, what did, what did that mean to you? I mean, it's a crazy stat. I mean, uh, triple doubles, if, if anything's an effort stat and it just shows you know what I'm saying he's bringing energy and effort night in night out um, I'm not gonna downplay him or knock him uh but I think it's a record that like they said it's probably not gonna get broken anytime soon anytime in our lifetime but you know salute to Mr. Westbrook you know I knock him a lot but that's a that's a crazy accomplishment yeah definitely a crazy accomplishment he wasn't just doing it with the 10 10 and 10s right he wasn't just getting 10 of everything your man last game had 28 points 16, what, 14 or 16 rebounds and 21 assists, bro. So these are not just like your regular standard triple doubles where you're barely notching every statistic. This guy is getting 21 assists. He had a had a game a few games ago where he had 20 rebounds, 20 assists. One of only two players ever do that, and the other one's Will Chamberlain. Your man is balling out of control. Uh, some people say that these stats are empty stats, though. Scruff, what do you what do you got to say about that, man? What do you think about uh, Russ breaking the record? Um, I'm gonna answer based on the way you framed the question. That Russell Westbrook breaking the the record book for Oscar Robertson is historic. It's monumental. Um, you know, it's 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 a sign of uh, growth in in the generations. Oscar Robertson is one of the greatest players ever played a game of basketball. So you know, Russell Westbrook being able to break his record is is special. Um, and then in many ways, but um, you know, overall. Truth of the matter is, you know, it is a little bit of empty stats. You know, uh, I'm not gonna knock him in any way, shape, or form. But um, I'm not gonna knock him while I knock him. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, you know, we had a conversation not too long ago about him, so I'm just a little bit still on my, you know, horse, you know, where he is. And you know, to me, he puts himself in this situation. Is he a Hall of Famer? It's no question. It's no question. But 
there's a lot of other great players in this era. So when we're comparing them, we put them in the rankings. We're not talking top five right now, but I'm not putting them ahead of Steph Curry. And I'm not putting them ahead of Chris Paul. And I'm not putting them ahead of Allen Iverson. But, you know, when it comes to triple-double, he is the king. Yeah, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but I, I'm I'm starting to believe that he's ahead of all those guys, man. Hold on. Uh, we all know that every time Russell averages a triple-double, he's – over 52% chance of winning that game? No, 75. 75% of the triple doubles he's winning. Those are not empty stats. He gives you games to win. How are these are empty stats? Well, I hope it's not 52%, G, because if you drop a 50 if you drop a triple double and you're 52% chance of win, then that, that that's that's just concerning. No, it's 75. It's 75. But he says 75. Now that I've heard I think he's actually around 60. No, it's seventy. It's seventy-five percent. Seventy-five percent of his triple doubles, he's won the game. Seventy percent of his playoff triple doubles, he's won the game. So I don't know how you call the empty stat when those are if you know and you know. Nah, Leon Google. I'm not buying it. I need Leon Google's man. You know he's like yeah. something like he's got one hundred eighty. He's got one hundred eighty-two triple doubles. He's something like one thirty and fifty-two in those games. So do your own Google's. You know what I'm saying you can research it yourself. But you think it's an empty stat at 130 and 52, you're out of your mind. Uh, the triple-double is not an empty stat. Anytime somebody gets a triple-double, it's pretty much what, – what's, what's his record when he doesn't get a triple-double? Uh, I mean, you guess you had the basketball reference will tell you that. Just add up the rest of the game. Take off <laughs> that, 130 and 52. And honestly, I think it's more now. I think it's like 142 and something. It, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy stat. 75% of his games he plays with triple-double is a W, bro. Hansel asked a great question. Shout out to our guy, Father First 88. Let me put it back up there, man. Does this make him a Hall of Famer? Now, I think he was a Hall of Famer well before this. He was one of those guys that was a Hall of Famer a few years ago. I mean, the year he got the MVP with the triple-double, I think he could have penciled him in as a Hall of Famer. Now, the question is, what does this add to his legacy? And I was saying this to tee off the record. I felt like this moment in sports history is one of those that will get a lot more recognition once the time has passed. Uh, you know, you I talk to a lot of old heads, man. I'm talking about old, old heads, like my grandfather's age. And they tell me about Will Chamberlain. One thing my grandfather always tells me about Will Chamberlain is that when Will was playing, everybody loved to hate him. Nobody wanted to give him his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Once his career was over, and especially once he passed away, you know, God rest the dead, it was almost like he was immortalized. You know, everybody loves Will Chamberlain. Now he's one of the best to ever do it. But at the time, nobody wanted to say he was better than Bill Russell. You know, but now when people are really putting the two up there, they're talking about their skills, people usually give it to Will. You know what I mean? Unless you're just looking at the ring. So I think that uh, Russell will have that same type of impact. Once he's gone, once he's retired, once, that's when you're going to be able to feel the real impact of what he did while he played. If he retires with no rings, this uh, generation, this uh, instant gratification, this technology, all these kids online, they won't care. Like, if, if you – it's an individual stat. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody cares that John Stockton has 7,000 more assists than Westbrook. Like, who cares? That, that people don't even list Stockton in their top guards for whatever reason. It's because if you don't win, no one cares. Like, that's that's the reality of it. If you, you finish your career with no rings, hopefully you, you, you become an analyst and, and get your fans that way. Or, you, or you, you know what I'm saying? You end up Paul Pierce out here. You know All, right. All right, so I got a question, man. I'm about to kind of – this just came off the top of my head, but I feel like since you started talking about rings, I got a this or that, you know, hypothetical for you, man. Okay. Y'all think all-time Kawhi Leonard is better than Russell Westbrook? All-time? No, no. 
Yes. No. No. Yes. No. No. Because that's a guy with rings, you know what I'm saying, that hasn't put up no. you know, amazing stats, but he does have he does have two ranks. You know what I mean? He I'm did, putting my foot down. I'm putting my foot down. You done made me, I'm, I'm done made me flip-flop. No, I'm going to nah. tell you, get your I'm shit a, off. I'm going to tell you why, right? I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> not, not only can Kawhi lead my team on offense, I can put Kawhi on the best player on defense, and his offense does not suffer. Now, I don't. Westbrook has a lot of intensity, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. But he has mental lapses in games that has cost teams games. Like, you know what you're going to get out of Kawhi. I, there's a reason why no one's gravitating to play with Westbrook. All these big threes are forming. Everybody's calling each oh, other. Man, bro. No, no, listen, Never been gravitating to play with Westbrook hit, forever now. No, who? Like, they're in group chats. When James, Harden, when James Harden begged him to trade Westbrook, when Paul George, the same guy that Kawhi is rocking with right now, came to the same, OKC, the, he came the to same Oklahoma people, City of all places. The same people that left. You know what I'm saying? Had his MVP season Paul, playing Paul, with Westbrook. He had his MVP season with Westbrook, then he got the hell out of it. Why? That sounds like a him problem, bro. It don't no, sound like a Westbrook bro. problem. If you had your no. best year with somebody... The best he literally the, left Paul. He literally, he literally left Westbrook to play with Kawhi. I mean, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. That that's a question. fact. That's a fact. But I'm just saying, he all. You can't tell me that people don't go to play with Westbrook when he did it. Right. Hey, my my response to that movement is hoes gonna be hoes, T. That's all what you does need that to mean? know about that movement. <laughs> hoes gonna be hoes, T. Hoes gonna be hoes, T. And I hope you're watching, Paul George, because you flip flopping, jumping around. Paul's gonna be hoes, T. This, this, this is Scruff's opinion only, Paul. You might you still my Paul. man, Paul. You still my dog. Holla at me. Holla at me. Hold up. Hold up, Paul. Holla at me. That's my ad name right there. Go ahead, holla at me, Paul. You want you want you got beef? Come bring it to the to the butcher, baby. But nah, for real, man. When it comes to this shit, nah, for real though, nah. Paul George just look, he just be the flip here, jump here, team jump here, team hopper, bro. So like Paul George jumping between teams just define the comparison between these two players. That's so stupid. So like really, if you're gonna break down these two players, like really look at really look at it, right? Paul George, I mean Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook brought like all right, whatever. The point guard is like such an important position in basketball, bro. Like you know, I'm comparing other point guards. We're talking about point guards, bro. Like when you talking about point guards, we rank. We we was talking about point guards last week, right? So like, or two weeks ago, you rank a point guards. Like I'm having my preference on a point guard, but we talking basketball. Period. Like talking about who's gonna have more effect on the game. The answer is Russell Westbrook, bro, because like he's a true triple threat. You know, in a sense, like yeah, Kawhi is a better defender, and Kawhi is you know he's more versatile in the sense like he can guard you know your your wing players like a LeBron. Westbrook can't do that, but Westbrook runs your offense. He's a scoring machine, and he's a tempo machine. You know, and that's a fact. The numbers, the, num a fact. the numbers that he puts up are astronomical in a sense. And yes, Kawhi Leonard won some chips, but like out of anybody that's won multiple chips, like I don't, I'm more, I'm just he's the most uncertain thing in that category of guys that have won multiple chips, like. You know, like he won, he won a chip with you know Spurs and everything. That's cool and shit. You know, but like a lot of guys won chips with Spurs. 
So like, I'm not too impressed by that. Um, you know, when it comes to the, the Raptors, that was a solid chip. But he won that chip when LeBron was out. He would never won that chip with LeBron healthy. So that's just a fact. Um, so that's that's that. And then when it comes to Russell Westbrook, he just has more impact on the game throughout the game. If I'm taking one guy or the other, if you're talking about legacy, who had a greater legacy or who's going to be greater in my book from the Hall of Fame, all-time stance, it's Russell Westbrook, man, because, you know, he's a triple-double machine. He's more of a triple threat, in my opinion. Kawhi is going to be go down as a great defender and a, and, a, and a good player overall. But, you know, to me, I like Kawhi, but he's not on the top level. You know, like I feel, we're talking I, about, I, I we're talking about top tier players here, and I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is top tier either, but he's on a higher shelf. What? Than, he's he's on the probably the same shelf as Kawhi Leonard, but he's just a little higher to me. Russell so, Westbrook like, is thinking, definitely a top shelf guy, man. I mean, nah, hey, what are you like talking this, about top it. shelf? Nah. No, no, no. Put it like this, bro. If and this is for you, Scruff. If Ben Simmons had a game like <laughs> Russell Westbrook had last game, and his stat line said 28 points. Uh, eight, 16 rebounds, 21 assists. Man, you would be in my ear all week talking about Ben Simmons. I'm sure I would. Ben Simmons is. But you know what? I would. I would. Because, I would. Because, because it's Russell Westbrook, y'all are jaded. I was saying this to T nah. a couple weeks nah. ago. Y'all are jaded about nah, Russell nah, nah. Westbrook. Look, check me out. Check me out. I'm, I'm, I'm not, he rubbed y'all the wrong way. No, no, no. Let me get I'm my shit off. I'm, I'm, Russbrook's style of play has never been something that uh, has thrilled me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. It, it's the, the most similar styles of play I could think of is probably Derrick Rose and John Wall. Like all two other players that I just I didn't like their style of play. I didn't think it translated to win to winning. Now Derrick Rose now, for sure. But bro, just running up and down the court as fast as you can is not in itself uh, a winning strategy. It looks cool. Russell Westbrook does, bro. He doesn't just Westbrook, run up a court. is one of the most frustrating superstars I think we've ever had to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like let me get let me let me let me let me let me get my, my, my go ahead, bro. I'm gonna say, bro. Like let me go back to this top tier shit, bro. Like is this is Ben Simmons? You know, let me let me talk about Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons is one of the one great basketball player, bro. But it's it's levels to the game, bro. Like I'm not saying Ben Simmons is LeBron James, or I'm not saying that he's one of the top three players in the game, but. When you talk about Kawhi Leonard and you put him in the category of being with LeBron, being with KD, being with the guys that are 1A, 1B, 1C, he is not on that level. And that's not a disrespectful comment because it still puts him at the second best level of basketball, like below a guy like LeBron, below a guy like KD, and then maybe in the same level as like a Giannis, you know what I'm saying? You could say probably he's better than Giannis because he actually has credentials in the championship, but that's where he lays in that second tier of great players. And it's not a knock on him. He's just not LeBron James, just not Michael Jordan. He's just not Kevin Durant. There's levels to the game, bro. And I will tell you, Ben Simmons is a great basketball player, but where does he rank in the best basketball players? Top 10, top 25 in that mix. Where does Russell Westbrook land? Anywhere from the top five to the top 25, too. Where does Kawhi Leonard land? <laughs> what are they saying? Man, wait, wait, hey, bro. Hold up. Where does Kawhi Leonard land? Kawhi Leonard lands probably somewhere between three and 10. 
depending on where you rank Russell Westbrook, he might be higher than Kawhi Leonard. What I'm saying is I'll take Russell Westbrook legacy-wise over Kawhi Leonard, and I'll say he has better credentials. But okay. The comparison isn't Kawhi AI. I don't know why we're not saying Russell versus AI. He's not AI. He's better than AI. Are you crazy? He's a good he's a good comp to AI because AI never won a championship. Bro, Russell Westbrook AI right took now is a team to a championship by himself. That's a fact, but Russell Westbrook's career is still going on, and I and I right. and I'm not gonna put that out of his, out of his realm of possibilities, bro. The, the Wizards finished ninth last year with only Bill. They are uh, ninth uh, again. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook played half the season with a torn quad, bro. I don't care. I don't care. He's what he done since All Star break since he's been healthy. He got healthy how, over All Star break. How, what is how much did John Wall play last season? How much did John Wall play last he season? He didn't play. Didn't play. Right. So so the Wizards finished ninth with just Bill. So Westbrook and a half. Wait, wait, wait. Did they didn't. I don't. I don't think they finished ninth. So they weren't in the play-in. Tenth. Okay. Tenth. Ninth. Tenth. No, no, they didn't finish tenth because they weren't. They weren't. They weren't in the play-in. We would have had. It would have had to been eleventh. No. Hold up. Hold up. I, nah. I'm, they weren't in like, the play-in. They weren't in the play-in tournament. The East didn't have a play-in tournament, if I remember. They did. I think if you're too many the, wins, I think if you're too many wins below or something last uh, year. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She's got a good point. She's, he's right. He's right, actually. Um, last year when they did the play-in tournament, it wasn't based on standings. It was based on how many games back you were of the eight seed. Oh, okay. They were ninth. Okay. And they without without Russ, they were ninth. They come back this year. There with, was less teams that made it from the East because with, of that. With Russ and a half, they're still ninth. So the half of Russ, the half season with a real Russ. I, I look, I, a half season. I don't care. It's more than what they had last year. It's the same results. So for as much as he gets triple doubles, as much as he's great, it did not move the needle. You can argue whatever stats you want, but the team did not. They, they, they're more fun to watch. They have a way better record. They have a way better record than they had last season. Ninth is ninth is ninth. I don't know. What's don't way know. better? Way better? Way better? What's way better? Four wins? Six wins? Way better? Okay, you way better. better since the All-Star break. They've been debatably, you know, a, top, uh, debatably a top five team in the NBA. You know, That's, who, not you the, know, that's the NBA. That's you know the NBA. Who, you know who's way better? Um, the, the the Toronto was way better with Kawhi. The Suns are way better with with CP3. The Wizards are not way better with Russ. They're yes, way they more fun. Yes, they are. Yes, they They're are way, way better. Fun. Yes, they are way better with Russ. No, they are way no, better. No, with I'll, give I'll give T that. I'll give T that. I'll give T that because bro. like the Wizards are way better with Russ. Are you? They're way me? more fun. No, they're way better team, bro. They're not gonna okay. win shit. They're they're going to get into the play-in tournament, and we'll see from there. You could yeah, say the Clippers have a legitimate chance to win the championship this year, and you could say the same last year. But you cannot say the same about any team that Russell Westbrook has been on since the Thunder team that went to the championship. The Wizards last year, 25-47. and 47. Stop it. Way, way better with Russ. He's only played half the season. Stop. How many wins they got this year? They already, got, they got 32. They already got 32, Ooh. bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. They had 47 L's last year, bro. Right. Stop. How many dubs? How many games? 32 dubs? How many games? They only had half of the season with Russell Westbrook. Check their record since the All Star break. Why don't bro, you do that? Why how many games? What is the game, bro? What is the game, bro? The season was short. No, same. No, 72 both times. 72 both times, bro. 
72 last year. 72. That was the first year of 72, right? I don't remember. 47 plus 75? Man, y'all do the math, man. I wasn't a math major. <laughs> Either way. Sounds about right. All 72 right. this year. Bro, the Wizards are a much better team with Russell Westbrook. I watch them all, every other night, bro. They're, they're, it's not even close. Matter of fact, they're a better team with Russell Westbrook than they were with John Wall. The, only, the difference is it has to be a healthy Russell Westbrook. If he's not healthy, it's no good. When he had a torn quad, look, look, it wasn't no good. I'm not, the man look, got when, back when, at the All-Star break. He's been balling out of his mind, when the, bro. When the trade happened, I thought the Wizards He's in his prime finished. right now. No, I thought the Wizards would finish fourth. I'm on this show on record saying the Wizards would finish fourth with Westbrook. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? They're playing at that pace right now. They, they're playing they at a fourth pace. So how are you going to tell me they're not better with them? Because it has to happen. Like I can't. Give it's been happening since the All Star break. He since the All Star break, he's been on the team the entire season. He was hurt before that. He I had a torn. Look, bro. If you if you're hurt, don't suit up. No, see that's that that's that new era bull. If you if you hurt, and you bull. play through it. I got more respect for that. If you playing through the the, the pain, I respect that. I respect that, bro. You know why? Because most of these people gonna pack it in these days. I'm hurt. My toe hurt. I'm out for six games. I, I I twisted my ankle. I'm gonna have to sit for ten. Nah, bro. Real baller says, yeah, my quad fucked up. But guess what? I'm going out here every night, and giving it everything I got. Hurt or not, I'm I'm putting my legacy on the line because that's how much I love the game. See, the love of the game is gone now, bro. Back in the day, Bama's played hurt. That's a fact. That's a fact. And you would just say they had an off year the whole time, wouldn't even know they had a torn quad. If you got a torn quad, I don't want to hear about it. If you play, I don't want to hear about it. Come on, man. That's all right. All right. T T don't want to hear about it. He don't want he don't want to hear about the facts. But it is what it is, man. They did an MRI on this guy. His quad was partially torn. I don't even know if y'all Bambas could walk with a torn quad. Y'all be limping everywhere, let alone playing basketball games. But uh <laughs> let's keep it pushing, man. We got a we got a we got a message from our sponsors, man. Our our valued sponsors over at Manscaped. Let's run the clip. Brought to you by Manscaped, officially brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, fellas. Got to protect the hardware. They just dropped the lawnmower 4.0, and they hooked us up. The whole squad got lawnmower 4.0s. It's a whole new ball game, fellas. That's why they brought gas in for reinforcements. It's over 2 million men worldwide who are getting Manscaped with our exclusive offer. 20% off, free shipping, promo code GASNET20. Cash in at manscaped.com. Right, sell them more. And the whole product line is official. I got the lawnmower 3.0, the lawnmower 4.0. It's like collecting the infinity stones, man. Get it, man. Simple. Simple as pie. G-A-S-N-E-T-2-0. That's GASNET20. Not only do you get 20% off your order, but you get free shipping. Don't let your lady be the only one clean down there, fellas. Let's get it. Yes, sir, man. Make sure y'all make sure y'all show some love, man. Supporting Manscaped is supporting Gas Present Sports for the Culture, man. Shout out to my guy Handle. Make sure you use that code, man. Get your Manscaped on, man. GasNet20 is the code. It's hey, we start Let's... talking about grooming the balls. My man has a lot of energy. I feel you, bro. <laughs> we here. We here. We in the bag tonight, man. We in the bag tonight, man. Hey, so let's go, man. Let's keep it pushing because I see this this Russell Westbrook talk. It's controversial. It's polarizing. It, it gets it gets us against each other, man. So I think we got another topic that's gonna get the that's gonna get the team gonna get the squad at odds, man. And that is the guy 
the guy Tim Tebow is getting another shot in the league. I gotta hear what y'all think about this, man. Scruff smile. I think Scruff likes it. Scruff, Scruff happy. I don't know. Let's hear it, Scruff. What do you think, man? Tim Tebow getting another shot? Are you buying or are you selling this, man? Yeah, I'm buying it, man. I'm buying it. Um, you know, cause like you know, there's there's things in football and there's things in life that go beyond the football field. Uh, Tim Tebow is one of those things, and uh, Urban Meyer is the perfect uh, catalyst to bring this uh, this spiritual and energetic uh, force into the football world again. Uh, Tim Tebow is a larger than life figure um, in the sports world. We've seen that. Uh, when he was a uh, quarterback, he was obviously a little underdeveloped in many senses, but, you know, he was a stud. And he took a team to the playoffs, Denver team to the playoffs, that, hey, all these top-shelf quarterbacks that were supposedly lock, you know, top draft picks that were better than Tim Tebow ain't do shit that Tim Tebow did. So, respect to Tim Tebow. Then he went and switched sports and uh, played – pretty well in the baseball world, you know, um, played better than Michael Jordan. That's all I know. Um, so give him some respect there. Um, and then, um, all I'll do respect to what we do here. I don't want to disrespect y'all, but he's a great analyst. Um, you know, if he was on this show, he'd be the second best analyst on the show. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) me, obviously. But uh, <laughs> nah. But Tim Tebow, man, I, I like it because you know, like you can you can inspire people, and like teams have people that come talk to their team all the time. You know, like the Eagles when they were going to the Super Bowl had Brett Favre come talk to them. You know, and he spiked them up. You got them feeling good, and you know that's great. But like when you got somebody like Tim Tebow in your locker room. Like, it's a great tool to have, you know. He's got a history with the coach. It's good. And uh, he's a strong guy. He's a strong He's a strong dude. He's, he's built like an ox, dude. He's a built like an ox. He's an athlete, obviously. I mean, based on the mascot value and the team morale value alone, he's worth the contract. Um, but, you know, from an actual, from actual football perspective, I'll say, like, you know, he's a pretty good – he's a, he's a solid – He's an option, you know what I'm saying? Like he could be a pretty good tight end, I think. Uh, I'm, from what I understand, they're bringing him in as a tight end, and I'm excited to see what he does, man. I'm just more than anything. I'm just happy to see him back in the game of football, bro. And I'm happy to see him in the land of motivation and entertainment because that's what he's great at, you know. Uh, call it what you want, man, but it's gimmicky if you want to say it's gimmicky. But I think that he brings the positive, winning value to the locker room. Damn, man. Scruff, get out of here, bro. Tim Tebow, man. Tim Tebow, all these guys is out here busting their ass, man. Grinding for a workout, begging for the opportunity on social media, po- uploading Instagram videos, showing a showing three-cone drill. And Tim Tebow gets a shot. Seriously, man. A guy that we already know what he's got. We've seen what he's got. His tank is emptied out. And Tebow is getting a shot, man. No, bro. He doesn't. I don't think he deserves it. I don't think. Uh, I just think it's like if anything, it is. You you say one thing right. Gimmicky. That's what it is, man. It's a gimmick. It's his old coach doing him a favor. I don't know what it's about. Tim Tebow gave up on football when they told him to play tight end. He didn't want to play tight end. He wanted to go play baseball. 
now all of a sudden he's down to play tight end. Bro, I, I can't stand this, bro. I feel like there's so many guys out here that probably deserve a shot. They could probably ball a lot harder than Tim Tebow. But Tebow's getting the opportunity for whatever reason. T, sound off, man. It's probably it's probably one of the worst uh, sports stories I've heard in a while. Like, this guy just won't go away, man. Like, you're, you're a bad football player. At the professional level, you're a bad football player. It is what it is. Yes, you went to the playoffs with a team. They took you to the playoffs. You barely threw the ball. They had to handicap you, make you hand the ball off a thousand times. And and I get it, right? Maybe Urban Meyer's trying to go to Sean Payton, Taysom Hill route. Like, just make him a Walmart, Taysom Hill. Come out for a couple gadget plays. You're going to sell some jerseys because you're Tebow. You know what I'm saying? You, you take a knee, you're Christian and all that stuff. But it's, it's terrible, man. What's more inspiring than a, a college guy from a, a mid-major or, you know, a, a guy that didn't get a lot of reps as a starter working his way into an NFL team? Like, that's potentially the spot he's in. Like, like you said, he wanted to – like, they tried to get him to play tight end. And not, not only did he not want to play tight end, there was even questions. Could he do that? I think his cone drill and his shuttle drill was, like, terrible. He couldn't move. He could just, he could just run in a straight line. You know what I mean? Like – you're not a tight end. You're not a fullback. You went to baseball. You tried your hand on TV. You, you did good on TV with the college stuff. Should have stayed there. I don't understand what it is. Like, go to, to that, uh, what's that league with Johnny Football, the fans only league? Like, go play with those guys, man. Like, I, I hate it. I hate the idea that this guy keeps getting opportunities over and over and over. And from what I've seen, has done absolutely nothing to earn it. Here's back. what you don't understand. See, here's what you don't understand. Let me but, tell you what you don't understand. What you don't understand is just marketability. Yeah, I, I get it. It's, market, I get it. it's marketability. It. It's, mar- marketability. it's marketability. It's the it's marketability. Ooh. It's brand power. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me somebody on. Tell me, tell me a player on, on the Jacksonville Jaguars that has better marketability than Tim Tebow. Right, tell me baby. how. Tell, right, tell me how. Look. The marketability, I, I get the business side of football. It's arguably the worst part of sports, right? It's the politics. It's, it's, it's the guys that you can't just play football and become good sometimes. can't just play basketball and become good because there's a Tebow in your way. But, like, think, think about it. How does a guy become marketable? Are you telling me a guy can't pull himself up and then be, become marketable? Like, he can't go out, play good, win games, help his team, and then get a bigger name than Tebow? Is, is that, that can impossible? happen, but what are the chances of that? But for what? the value that you bring in a Tim Tebow at, at, at a veteran's minimum, to bring in that level of marketability is a great value. What level of marketability is Tim has, Tebow bringing in? He's not bringing in any marketability at this bro, point. Bro, they're in wrong. Florida, bro. They're it's in so Jacksonville, good. Florida. They're it's in so Jacksonville, good. Florida. They're not far from Gainesville, Florida. Those same jokers that was loving oh. the, the whole Florida no. Gators Bowl – well, you know, they was loving that stuff. They now they Trevor Lawrence, bro. If what more they can invigorate that fan base still. You just got the number one draw. pick. You just got that's the guy draw. that's been the best overall quarterback for the last four years. What more of a draw do you you need no more draw? You don't have to bring in Tim Tebow. It's not about marketability, if, bro. If you win games, you will sell tickets. Period. You will thank sell you. jerseys. Hey, hey, thank you, bro. bro. Thank you, bro. Having Tim Tebow in your locker room is a, is is an asset. It's how? not an asset at all. Because People look at him like he's a cornball. Nobody like wants how? to hear him go off about his about his trials and tribulations. When, when, when Tebow was struggling and on his way out, I didn't hear one NFL player say, "No, this guy he deserves to be in the league." Nobody, no, no, no teammates. Nobody played against him. Nothing. 
He'll sell jerseys. People but, like hey, Tim he'll Tebow. Sell if you get the single digit number, <laughs> the only way he's selling the jersey. He gonna wear fifteen. Nobody, yeah, exactly. He gonna wear fifteen at tight end. That's the only way he's selling jerseys, man. Nobody's gonna care about Tim Tebow. Matter of fact, Tim Tebow probably gonna get cut, man. I doubt he even makes the squad, bro. What's his forty time? I don't want to hear nothing from Tebow until I see a post at forty time, man. He looks slow when he was playing baseball, bro. Like. You you literally had an opportunity, and you turn like you turned your nose up at it, and now you come crawling back. It's terrible, man. Where, where's your pride, Tebow? They would have never let Logan Thomas get that shot if he uh, said he didn't want to play tight end. He would have been gone. He would have been never. gone. It's craziness, man. It's craziness. Never, but, uh, I, G, what you got to say about Tebow, G? Bro, this is not college football. I do not need Tim Tebow on my TV screen. He's not going to preach to me. Those are grown men in that locker room. They do not need to listen to Tebow say shit. What? We really here discussing Tim Tebow back in football? I thought he was the commentator. I thought it was that's it. Man, that's a fact, bro. This is teacher's pet written all over it, bro. With Urban Meyer. Like, this is teacher's pet written all over it. So what's wrong with that? You must have been a teacher's pet back in the day. What's wrong with that? I was a teacher's pet. It's not. It's, it's it's really about selling jerseys, man. And it's gimmicky. And and I hate that a new coach has to come in and do this. Like it's maybe it's not maybe it's not his call. Maybe it's the GM. But it, it it's it's kind of whack. And I mean, we there's a a one percent chance Tebow comes in and has any amount of success. 1%. Here's the thing, T. Even if he doesn't make the roster. It's beneficial for the for the team, and it's beneficial for the fan base, and it's beneficial for the ticket sales. How, if you are literally in a role where another emerging star could develop, we don't know. Like, because he, because he, wake up and smell the fucking roses. If you no, look over roses, the last no. ten years, I know you live in Washington D.C. T. I know you live in Washington D.C. T. <laughs> but if you lived in Florida the last ten years. Tim Tebow is one of the biggest figures that's come across that that state. That does not equal winning football games. Are you telling me they would rather sell jerseys than win football games? They haven't won football games in a long time, T. They'd be happy to sell tickets. So how do you you win football games? By selling jerseys? How do you stay alive, bro? You got to pay the bills. What? What do you mean, how do you stay alive? What are you talking about, bro? (laughs) Having a – this is a backup spot, right? Tebow is not in a starting spot at all. This is a backup spot. You roll the dice on backups, on potential. T-Bone is, T-Bone is a known asset. He's a bum. Like, come on now. He's a, he's a known asset. What do you think the New York Mets were doing in his organization? You think they brought him on because he was the next fucking Willie Mays? You think, nah, they brought you him think, on because he was a fucking great advertising see, piece. Did you he see, was a huge marketing did chip. Did you see Tebow playing in the majors? No, but did I hear about him? I damn sure. I'll tell you one thing, T. I'll tell you one thing, T. Let me tell you one thing, T. About about what I I don't even watch baseball, but I heard plenty about Tim Tebow, and that tells you enough. That's what it is. It's a gimmick, bro. What's all it is is a gimmick, bro. It's a gimmick. He never made it to the big leagues. He was out in uh, Hempstead. I said Dodgecoin was a gimmick. Wherever, wherever the Mets play at, they minor leagues, man. They they A ball. That's where he was at, bro. He probably didn't even make triple A, bro. It, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to be honest, bro. I'm sorry, man. Bro, it, it literally Tebow. represents the worst part of sports, bro. 
the politics, fact, the business bro. side. And, and, and if you're really talking about marketability, it makes no sense. They literally just got the number one pick of the world. The number one pick, this guy would have been the number one pick of the last five drafts, and that's who they just got. And you're telling me that they need Tebow for marketability? If you can't market the top quarterback out of the last five years, you can't market nobody. Nah, if, 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 if Scruff was the GM, they would sign The Rock. You have Dwayne Johnson playing tight end. <laughs> We 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 gonna sell movies and jerseys. Like, come on now, man, it's nonsense. <laughs> hey, man, truth be told, bro, what do you get? What? Tell, all right, all right. Who's the backup tight end for for the for the 49ers? How many jerseys he sell? Ross Dwelly. He doesn't sell any, but the team wins games. They yeah. didn't go out. Fucking, I know. Fucking right, T. Well, Y'all win shit. <laughs> what do you mean? The team wins. Your your backup tight end is not the guy. You know what I'm saying? How many but, games you won last year? I think we won six. We won six. <laughs> Ross Dwelly got actually Ross Dwelly got hurt. He, you know, he played good Ooh. instead of Kittle, but they both was hurt. Ross, I'm sure no one would appreciate this, this a couple what? Ross Dwelly jersey sales. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling this Tim Tebow uh, combo was gonna get us at odds. I love to see it, man. Bruh, this, this is what makes it. Every 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 businessman does not understand the business of football, right? We you want to win games. That's what sells jerseys. I don't care if Trevor Lawrence starts hitting your third string tight end and he gets a thousand yards, that jersey will sell. That's, that's, yep. that's and every every football man will not understand the business of business, T, and I forgive you. Well, let's I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a football man. <laughs> let's keep let's keep it pushing, man. Uh, over the weekend, man. there was another there was another pretty big event in in sports, and uh, I'm a, I'm gonna let G kick this one off because G is is pretty high on this guy, man. Canelo Alvarez, man, had another huge win. This time it was against Billy Joe Saunders, man. We all. Well, I know a few of us are boxing guys here, guys. I'm I'm big into boxing. I love the sport. I love the sweet science, the sweet art of boxing. Uh, G, I'm going to kick it off to you, man. What did you think about Canelo's victory? And what do you think about his legacy overall? Overall and, and legacy in general after that victory, he established himself as one of the greatest Bex Mexican boxers of all time, if not the greatest Mexican boxer of all time. Stop yeah, it. I know my sister Chavez, Chavez fan are upset. I know a couple of thinking about, about Oscar, but yeah, nah, man. This this kid is amazing. He did it at a young age. And besides the one blemish of him against Mayweather. Oh. Okay, hey. talk about money. Hey, man, <laughs> the, 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 the production has spoken, G. You are <laughs> out of your mind. Now I'm just playing. Go ahead. Jump back on, bro. Jump back in, G. Jump back in. No, nah, but besides that one blemish against Mayweather, I don't think we could say anything else about Canelo. Like, he fought Mayweather at a young age. Mayweather caught him when he was still trying to get his, get his feet underneath the ropes. And besides that, look at Canelo. He's light heavyweight champion, a, a super middleweight champion, a middleweight champion. This dude has conquered four divisions. I have yet to see any Mexican fighter conquer four divisions, let alone go to super heavyweight. And do what and did what he does. I feel you. Well, let's 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 put a little more perspective on this, man. Because in my opinion, the first triple G fight, and I know I'm against a lot of people when I say this. I thought Canelo lost that fight. I thought Triple G outlanded him, uh, at least with the with the harder shots. I think Canelo danced around in that first fight. He didn't want to, he didn't really want to get into a brawl with Triple G when Triple G was at the peak of his of his punching power. 
And I personally thought Triple G won that fight. And it went down as a draw. So that's one that worked in Canelo's favor. I also feel like when he fought Mayweather, I don't get where people are saying Canelo's not in his prime. Like, he he's not in his prime when he fought Mayweather. I mean, that was – you're 24, 25 years old, and you're fighting uh, – you're fighting – that's like your prime right there, man. That's like boxer's prime. That's when boxer's – that's when boxing's prime begin, bro. Once you once you thirty in your in your thirties, you you're starting to fall off usually in boxing. I don't know, man. It seems like you know they want they want to say he's not in his prime, but to me, he, the dude had the dude was forty two and zero when he fought Floyd Mayweather. He was forty two and zero. You tell me he wasn't in his prime. That was a bunch of scrubs. No, it wasn't. It was a, it was a bunch of it was a bunch of very good names: Shane Mosley, Austin Trout. Uh, you know, I don't know, bro. Some names on there. It was some names on there. Not a ton. Mosley, but it was some names on Carlos Herrera, I mean, knocked him out first round. I'm just saying, bro. I think Canelo was in his prime when he fought when he fought Floyd, and he pretty much went in there and got outclassed. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think Canelo is a great fighter, and his legacy is still yet to be determined. I think that's the best thing about Canelo right now. Is his legacy is still being shaped. But for me to call him the greatest Mexican fighter of all time, I can't do that. When Julio Cesar Chavez went 89 and 0. The man went 89 and 0, bro. Finished like 106 and 4. Yeah, but to, be, to be fair, he, he was 80 and 0 before he fought anybody. Nah, bro. He got some names on there. Like, got Hector Camacho on his resume. Y'all know Hector Camacho is a dog. I don't know, bro. He got some names on there. He got some names on there. And I don't know, bro. I can't call, I cannot call Canelo the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. I just can't do it. Now, I think he still has a shot to become the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. But if we're talking about names on resumes, you know, Canelo doesn't have a ton. After Shane Mosley, who was definitely out of his prime when they fought, uh, and a loss to Mayweather, uh, a split with Triple G, where one was a draw and he won the, and he won the next one. What other names are you really throwing out there? I mean, because to me, Billy Joe Saunders is not a name that moves the needle too much. Uh, I think there are some fights out there for Canelo to still to still grab, and if he grabs them and he succeeds in them, then I think it's a different story. I mean, the Charlos are still out there looming. I think uh, Demetrius Andre. That's a guy that I've seen, uh, you know, Canelo. I ain't gonna say ducking, but it seems like Canelo moved up to up to super as soon as Andre started to really get his get his footing in the middleweight division. I'm not saying that that Andre's gonna beat Canelo if they ever square up, but I think that's a pretty good fight right there. I think there's still some matches in that middleweight division, that super middleweight, that Canelo's got to go out and get before I can say, okay, this guy is the goat of Mexican fighters. And I honestly think if you become the GOAT of Mexican fighters, then you've got a real claim of being the GOAT, one of the GOATs, period, in boxing. Because Julio Cesar Chavez looked at as that by a lot of people. Yeah, I'll give you that because when he did fight his son, he didn't, he didn't knock out his son for the fact that Chavez was there. Yeah, he did knock out his son. That was that was, that was kind but of I'm brutal, saying he too. waited, though. Look how long he, he played around with the Junior. Like, yeah, like yeah. I remember watching that fight. Like He didn't want to do that much damage. Because the father was in here, like, yo, bro, your father. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I would be lying. Honestly, bro, I got to keep it a buck. Canelo does have some pretty good names on his on his record. Because he, he beat Danny Jacobs. He beat Sergey Kovalev. I almost forgot about that W. And Kovalev, you know, that's a big boy. That's a big boy, man. Uh, so Canelo got some names on there, but. Damn, bro. Best Mexican fighter of all time. It's hard to give him that, bro. It's hard to give him that when 89 and 0 is there. Look what he did, dude. No, I'm saying uh, Canelo. 
with Daniel Jones. Remember the way he Jacobs, was Jacobs, Danny Jacobs, Danny Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny yeah. Jacobs. Remember when he was like ducking and bobbing, ducking and weaving? Yes. Like, yes. He, he, he didn't barely even touch them. Yes, that was that. That was an impressive. That was an impressive. One. I did think Danny Jacobs fought him pretty damn well, though. I, I thought right. Danny Jacobs deserved a, a rematch in that. Honestly, bro, like the fact that Danny Jacobs didn't get a rematch, but you know, Golovkin got one. You know, what I mean, like I felt like Jacobs could have got a rematch in that fight. Uh, I would love to see what him. You guys were saying earlier, who moved the needle? That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, boxing's not necessarily about matching up the best guys anymore, right? Uh, it's about kind of you know putting yourself in the best position to, uh, you know, to kind of raise your profile. I think that's what's wrong with boxing, man. We got to get it back to that 80s, that late 80s middleweight where everybody was battling everybody. If you don't know about the late 80s uh, middleweights, go back and watch uh, Sugar Ray Leonard versus versus uh, Marvin Hagler. Or go, no, watch, this, go watch Hagler versus Hearns. Like, these this, goes back to, this goes back to what I was just saying about Tebow. The business side of the sport is arguably the worst part of the sport. We can't yeah. have those great boxers, because if, if guys aren't undefeated, they, they don't make the money. So you have to duck. You have to cherry pick. You have to make sure certain boxers don't match up against certain boxers because you don't want to lose fans. You just want to generate a bunch of revenue, and it hurts the sport. Well, mean, Floyd started that, man. Floyd started that whole – And, that whole, and look, uh, how much, look how much money he made. Yeah, but that whole that whole O having the O on your resume, man. That boxing was never about being undefeated. In fact, none of the greatest fighters of all time that people consider the goats are undefeated. Not not one, not one goat is undefeated, bro. Except Floyd, who I don't think is the goat of boxing, but a lot of people give him that title. But it just it's just not it's not the nature of boxing, bro. That's like that's it's just not it's just not the nature of boxing at all, bro. That's like a somebody being undefeated in Super Bowls. It's like. It just don't happen, bro. If you go to enough, if you have enough of these battles, you're not gonna be undefeated, man. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh oh, we got some breaking news. Shout out to Chuck. What, what up, bro? Can I speak to the Canelo before we get to the breaking news? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Man, let me just say something about Canelo, bro. And I, I, I'll say this, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as deep in the boxing game as I am in football. Yeah, I will tread lightly. I'm not as deep in the uh, NBA and the college, you know, basketball and football as I am with boxing. So I I'll say this with a grain of salt. But one thing I will tell you about Alvarez, man, Canelo, bro, but his all his record is pretty is pretty legit. Like you know, he's 56, one and two, 38 knockouts. I mean, he turned pro at a very young age. He was only 15 years old, bro. Headlining major pay per view events. You know what I'm saying? At a very young age. You know what I'm saying? Get a long time. Get a long time, you know what I'm saying, to come up in the game. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I liked about him, he ain't no bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't scared, ducking folks. You know how people duck folks these days, bro. People duck folks. They're not trying to really go head-to-head -head with greatness, you know, because they want to preserve their legacy, in a sense, and be flawless. He wasn't afraid to be flawless. Like He was willing to go head-to-head -head with, with, with some of the greatest in the game. And I think that that stands for something. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, people want to see that flawlessness and they talking about goats. You know, goats is a very, very heavy conversation because it's like you got to be really damn near flawless to be a goat, especially in boxing. But to me, a dude that's ready to fucking chin up with anybody in the game, has a fucking hell of a record, knocked out a hell of motherfuckers, and he damn near only lost to, like, some of the greatest in the game, you gotta give him his respect. 
Not to give him his flowers. Uh, honestly, no, I, give I, I, give, I don't think he's. I don't think he's willing to go head up with the the greatest in his in the game, though. I mean, like I said, he went head to head. Greatest, he went head that's uh, yes, he did. But I'm saying that he's in his. Okay, if you want to say he's in his prime right now, he's not going against the Charlos. He's not going against Andre. You know what I'm saying? I, don't get me wrong. Billy Joe Saunders, undefeated fighter. But I would never hold Billy Joe Saunders up as uh, Billy Joe Saunders ain't all that to me, bro. Like he's another fighter where if you. That's the thing, though. Who has he fought? And there's guys because Canelo there. has a couple L's on his record. He's not getting those fights. No, he, no, he only has one L on his. He only has one L on his record. But my 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 point is. There are guys out there that Canelo is not lining up to fight, bro. But like, don't don't get it twisted, bro. He's not. He's not. He's not dropping on the weight. That's the only reason why he ain't seeing those brothers. He might. He might not drop down the weight, but I. You know, like I said, man. I. I just don't. I don't. I don't know, bro. I think Canelo is the best fighter. I do think Canelo is the pound for pound right now. Is he the Canelo or Terence Crawford? Right. I give it to either t Canelo. Terence Crawford is a pound for pound right now. But I don't see Canelo as a guy who looks around at the division and says, "Who wants next?" Like that's that to me is makes that's goat status. When you look around, you say, "Who wants next?" You the goat, bro. You the goat, and I just don't see that out of him. No, bro, not at all, bro. Not when you fighting Billy Joe Saunders, bro, and you and you at the in the press conference at the end of the fight asking Andre who is he fought. Like Andre's better than Billy Joe, bro. Stop it. To me, at least, I don't know. I could be wrong, but to me, Andre's a better a better fighter than Billy Joe. No, nah, no, nah, you didn't hear what I just said. You said Crawford, right? Pound for pound. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. Over, over Spence? Yeah, I go Crawford over Spence right now. Spence, since the accident, he hasn't looked all the way the same to me. He didn't look all the way the same after the accident to me. Taking too many hits, you're taking that many punches against Crawford, you might go night-night. You might. You might. You, you're right. You're right. I, lo I love me some Crawford. I love me some Spence, though, man. I, I still believe in the guy. Nah, he's still a dog, bro. I mean, he's still a dog. Spence, Spence still got the – Spence took it still – nobody want to see Spence, for real, except Crawford. You know what I'm saying? But, look, okay, if Canelo fights a guy like David Benavidez, right, that's a dog at super middleweight right now. That's a that's real a dog at super. That's the last champ, right? Yeah, he got, I think he got the belt. If he, I, if he goes and fights a, a Caleb Plant, you know what I'm saying? That's another real dog out there. Like, and I think he could beat these guys, but Billy Joe Saunders was undefeated. He was ranked number six in the middleweight, in the middleweight division. There's four guys before Canelo that's over him, bro. I don't see it, bro. I don't see it. I don't this see him is, as the best guy. My man about to fight the last super middleweight with the chip in September, and then we go review back this argument one more time. Yeah, we, we might have to come back to this one. But let's get to this breaking news, man. Shout out to our viewers, man. We got the we got the best viewers on the planet. Shout out to my guy Brooks, man. He just filled us in on this breaking news. So we're gonna get uh we're gonna get some live reaction to this. Uh Kyrie Irving, elbow to the face from Nikola Vucevic looks bad, man. Just imagine if Kyrie's not ready for the playoff. James Harden gotta do it all James Harden and KD. Could they do it all alone? It's hard not even back yet, right? So it would just be KD. We will finally get to see if KD can lead a squad all on his lonely. I think it's possible. But uh, anybody want to sound off on that breaking news before we get to our final topic of the day? So we about to see uh, Kyrie with the mask? Masked up Kyrie. That might be a problem. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> Hallelujah. No disrespect, man, to the Nets and all that, man. But like we said multiple times on the show, the number one ability is availability. 
And, you know, if you got smacked up in the face, then you might miss some games. We've seen the the the, the we've seen the consistency of the Nets being injured throughout the season. You guys have been very adamant about saying the Nets were the number one team in the, in the East. Despite injuries and not having a full-blown roster, and now you're seeing, going to the playoffs, that this is continuing to be an issue. So now we go into the playoffs. We have a healthy KD who came into the season with an injury, mind you. Now we have a, uh, Russell West. I mean, uh, not Russell Westbrook, but might as well be Russell Westbrook. Kyrie Irving, who's got an injury now. It's a pretty clutch piece. And then you got my boy James Harden, who's coming off an injury as well. So, you know, I see a Nets team that's trying to get all their pieces together. And, you know, they're going to try to get those pieces together. You know, maybe they can get Kyrie on the court with the mask on. But what I see is more of the same, more of what I've seen throughout the season, which is the Nets suffering through injuries, the Nets having some availability issues. And the Nets not having full-blown roster. And because of that, basketball is not one on paper. It's one on the court. And I feel good about it. It's one on the court. I agree with that's that. Right. Though. That's a fact. That's a fact. T- it's <laughs> not one on paper. That's, a fact. that's so a fact. You can't, you if can't those guys aren't on the court, if those guys aren't on the court, I don't see them. I'm going to be very, very frank. If they are the number two or three seed, and they don't have Kyrie Irving or they don't have James Harden or KD alone, I don't see them being the Nets. I mean, I don't see them being the Nets. I don't see them being the Bucks. If they have two, maybe they beat the Bucks. Maybe. Not likely. But uh, if they do, then, you know, I don't see them winning the, the East. So, you know, it's just more of what I've been saying throughout the season that, you know, I haven't seen enough consistency. I haven't seen enough consistency. They should get Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow play power, man. Hey, well, uh, T, what you think? He probably about- be better than Blake Griffin. <laughs> yeah, facts. T, what you think about the Nets, man? I think KD is enough to get you out the first round by himself. Uh, KD and Harden is enough to run the table. Uh, KD and Kyrie is enough to get you to the the finals. Um, but I mean, I don't know how bad the injury is if it's. I, I just watched the video real quick. It looked bad. He was down. It wasn't any bleeding. You don't know. It could be some fractures, but I think he'll play. You know what I'm saying? He walked. He didn't have to get carted off or anything. He walked back to the locker room. I think he'll play. I think the Nets will be fine. I think regular season, when you got guys like Harden and Kyrie and KD, uh, LeBron to a certain extent, the end of the regular season, that's uh, – we're, we're headed towards the playoffs. Let's save our legs. Let's get ready. Let's get fresh. Let's, let's play some real basketball. So – I don't really care what guys did in regular season. I watched Giannis go crazy two regular seasons in a row and get stopped in the playoffs. So uh, I need to see what they do in their first round matchup. Uh, the first game, first game or two will let me know everything. So uh, Kyrie, no Kyrie, anything. Just I'll see what KD does and I'll go from there. Facts, facts, man. I know one thing, man. I'm strapped in for these playoffs. Word to my guy, uh, New Jersey twerk, man. Uh, let's get to this last uh, – this this last segment. We're well, look, going in for the let me let me let me let me let me say one thing before we get on to the last segment about Kyrie Irving. This is totally irrelevant to to the conversation, but it's relevant to me. Um, I mean, you know, I say I, I love basketball, man. I don't think y'all get enough of the true me because I like I be I be very I have and I be very antic 
you know, I full I'm full of antics and I tend to have fun with this shit and I tend to say fucked up shit. So I like to get y'all excited. Um, but you know, let me let me tell y'all, let me let me tell y'all something from from the heart of Scruff. You feel me? From the true heart of Scruff, man, I've been doing some real deep soul searching about my life, you know, and about my personality. And uh, you know, I haven't it's been a long time since I ranked my favorite basketball players. Cause like I'm such a favorite is kind of player. I love my team. Like I love the Sixers. I love my squad. Like it's hard for me to really look at the total league, you know. And like if you and me are real, like people anybody really knows me knows KD is my favorite player. So like you know the fact that I have to rally against the Nets is it hurts me in a way. But the truth is, man, as I look at the league and like my favorite players, I look at my personality, who I am. I got to say that I think Kyrie Irving might be. He might be my, like, top five most favorite players in the league, bro. Like, I love Kyrie Irving, bro. Like, I think he'll bounce back, and I think he will actually come back and be able to make make a pretty legit run for the Nets during the playoffs. But Kyrie Irving is definitely one of my top five players in the league, bro, because, like, bro, why? He is, he's just so different, bro. Like, he's just different, bro. So I just – Kyrie, if you watch him, man, shout out Jersey. Shout out Plainfield, New Jersey. Shout out Kyrie Irving. Shout out uh, everybody from Jersey that knows Kyrie Irving. He's a fucking weirdo, just like me. You know what I'm saying? We all weird as fuck, for real, if you from Jersey and you different. And, you know, we just walk to our own beat. You know what I'm saying? I just found out that I'm a uh, Aquarius uh, Aquarius moon. So we some weird-ass motherfuckers. We different. We really different, bro. So I just realized that Kyrie Irving is probably one of my top five favorite players in the league right now. And um, when it comes to just like how I would carry myself, or how I, if I was gonna say I'm, if I was gonna say compare myself to any player in the NBA, Kyrie Irving would be the answer. I am the Kyrie Irving. I am the Kyrie Irving of gas, man. We That's all need scruff on tonight, bro. Scruff is scruff is thoroughly in his bag, bro. Thoroughly, yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> retrograde is definitely in the Gatorade or whatever you just said. I, I can't put it together, but yeah. All right, let's keep it pushing, fellas. Let's keep it pushing, man. Last and final segment of the evening, and we going we going to some culture. We ain't done it in a minute. We ain't done this segment in a minute. We love to fill in the the fans on what we're looking at right now. Good old, what are you watching, man? I'm going to kick it off, man. I'm watching two things right now. First, it's a show called Southside, man. I don't know if y'all have seen Southside. It's on, it comes on uh, Comedy Central. It started on Comedy Central. Now it's on HBO Max. Bruh, funniest show I've seen in a minute, bruh. These two dudes basically work at a, at a, at a place called RTO, which stands for Rent to Own, bruh. Like they work at a random <laughs> at a random ass, like repo spot or rent a center type of thing where they rent out random like xboxes and tvs they be having to run to people's cribs and take the xboxes back <laughs> bro like bro it's hilarious bro if you ever need a good laugh bro check it out man south side hell of a show and the next thing i'm watching man me and t talked about it jupiter's legacy man i'm a sucker for a, for a superhero show i think y'all know that about me by now all my what are you watching i throw in a superhero show of some sort jupiter's legacy is on netflix it's the number one show on netflix right now Kind of reminds me of the boys that was on Amazon Prime, but a little bit of a remix type of version. You know what I'm saying? A little more PC, a little more politically correct. But uh, hell of a show. Hell of a show so far. I'm four episodes in, and I can't wait, wait to watch the next one. I might stay up late and, you know, stay up past the bedtime tonight, be late for work in the morning. But uh, what y'all watching, man? Let's hear it, T. So, you know, I, we talked about this. I watched Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, I watched Invincible. 
I watched The Boys. And if you really know me, you know I hate the whole superhero genre. The Marvel, the DC, like, they just made so much movies. I feel like it's just taking up space for real creativity. But Invincible, The Boys, Jupiter, Jupiter's Legacy kind of turns the superhero genre on its head. It's none of that. Uh, the good guys always win nonsense. Sometimes the bad guy's a good guy. The good guy's a bad guy. Uh, I would recommend all three of those shows if you're a superhero fan. Uh, something different. But um, I've been watching. I, I really just started watching Handmaid's Tale again. I don't even know if I talked about that before, but like it's one of my favorite shows on Hulu. Um, you know, how can I explain it? It's about basically a world where, you know, the women, only a few women are can, can have babies for whatever reason. I don't even know why. But it really changed the dynamic of the entire world. So, you know, the, the United States have this society where the men control everything. It's kind of like a like a Kevin Samuels universe, right? You know, they only use like, they, they only use the women for, for for babies, and it's about a a woman just trying to get to her her daughter. Or you know, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but like it's, it's the story revolves around a woman just trying to navigate that crazy universe they're in so i would highly recommend it it's strong i mean it's a remake but it's the strong show strong writing strong acting uh it's so good sometimes that you got to turn away you know what i'm saying some of the things that they do to these women uh hold them down and forcibly rape them it's crazy stuff you know what i'm saying sometimes you got to turn away but it's that type of show and i think coming out of the trump era like it's relevant you know just to see where group think can get you so if you have a chance pick up the handmaid's tale uh if you're not too squeamish you know what i'm saying all right, all right, good suggestion. I might check it out. I might check it out. Seems like it seems like I'm always hearing something about that show, man. So I, didn't, I, didn't do, I, I I did it absolutely no justice, but it's a, it just trust me, it's a good show. Well, I appreciate you for not dropping spoilers, man. Appreciate yeah. that. G man, what are you watching right now? Right now I'm on my anime wave right now, watching my hero academic. The new season just came out. They got a couple of episodes in dub, but you know, once I'm finished with the dub, I hop over to the sub. Start reading through it. That's right now what I'm I'm watching right now. As of right now, and I was gonna say Invincible, but T stole my thunder on that hey. one because that shit is Krennic. I'm gonna have to watch that joint. I'm I'm, hey. I'm, a, I'm a way bigger fan of the subtitles than I am the dub version of the animes, man. I feel like hearing, yeah, hearing it in the in the actual uh, Japanese voices, man, just a little bit better. It gives that it, honest, a little more theatrical for me, man. The weird boy, they always put some weird voices on the. Uh, <laughs> The dub, bro. They be sounding too <laughs> professional to be fighting, bro. Like, I don't know. Uh, Scruff, what are you watching, bro? All right, well, keep it real. What I'm watching right now is us. So, um, you know, I watch us frequently, and you know, if you watch us, I want to be say, like my man Hansel said, he needs whatever I'm drinking. So, with that being said, I would like to say that if anybody would like to move on from this black cup. All you got to do is send us an email and then you can get a sponsorship and then you'll be watching an ad of us representing your company. For example, I'm actually drinking this joint right here. It's called Voodoo Ranger. That's the facts of what I'm drinking. But because they didn't pay me a goddamn dollar, they're fortunate that I paid. The, I even gave them the opportunity to see that right there. Because what you're going to see right here is this beautiful black cup that I, I purchased with my own dollars. So until you support me, Voodoo Ranger or any other fucking company that wants to put some money in my pocket. I ain't going to fucking say a goddamn thing about you. So the only thing I'm watching is myself. But uh, when I'm not watching us, 
I have a lot of things that I'm interested in. So let me tell you about what I'll be watching like leisurely. So Them is a very interesting show that I've been watching lately. Um, somebody put me onto it, man. It's like Lovecraft Country, but just like a slightly lighter version of Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country is just so deep. But if Lovecraft Country never came out and Them came out first, I'd be like, shit. Like, I wouldn't even have no knocks on Them. Them is that good. Now, they got a little shorty on, a little dark-skinned shorty. She's beautiful. Uh, I don't know her name, but if you're watching, hey. Um, but, uh, nah, beautiful show, man. It's about black people, basically. It's about the immigration of, of black folks from the southern racist uh, slave quarters of the south uh, migrating to Compton, California. Now, the thing that people don't realize, Compton, California is a very, you know, um, black neighborhood, maybe you will these days, but it's actually back to being gentrified, but it's another conversation. But, um, you know, basically it's about black families moving across the country from the plantation south to Compton at the time, which was a very white neighborhood. Um, and it's about people moving in. So in the sense that you were dealing with this, this, the, the conversation of black people moving into white neighborhoods, you're dealing with some type of voodoo, weird ghost shit going on. Uh, don't fully understand. I'm not fully done. I have two episodes left. Um, you got the wife. The wife is beautiful. Uh, I'm going to look into who her name is, but she played on Luke Cage. Um, big fan of, of the wife. Big fan of the little kids. The kids are fucking great actors. And, you know, I like what Amazon Prime is doing with that show. I think it's a pretty solid show. So if you don't know what Them is, go ahead and jump on Amazon Prime. Check out Them. The wife actually played on Luke Cage. Her name is Deborah Ayurindi. She's African. Beautiful. Um, So, yeah, I'm watching that. If you're watching... If you're watching that too, definitely let me know what you think. Deborah, if you're watching me, hit my DMs. Uh, but uh, in addition that's, that's, to that. That's a half-court half Steph Curry blindfolded shot right there. Hey, you, yeah. you, hit, you hit one Deborah. You, you got you to shoot it to hit it. You got to shoot it to hit it. That's I'll tell you what. Ball. I'll tell you what, T. Blindfold on. If you look at my resume, you know I've hit those shots before. So. <laughs> just know, just know, no my, no my resume when it comes to hitting those shots. I've hidden some pretty incredible shots in my lifetime. <laughs> hey man, I've hit some pretty incredible shots in my lifetime. So hey, well, hey man, I, I I believe you, dog. I believe you. But hey man, hell, hell, another another great episode, man. Comment on our what are you watching? Let us know if y'all watching the same thing. Give us a suggestion if we missing something, man. It's always great TV. And uh, you can't watch everything unless you're T. Seem like T get around to watching everything. I don't know when the man works. The man got a, a full time job, but he watches everything and he's everywhere. I don't know how he does it. But uh, yeah, T hey, different, man. Yo. brother, that's one. <laughs> if you if you watching, appreciate you. Uh, as always, man, this this is brought to you by Gas Sports Network. Download the Gas app. All you gotta do is type in Gas Network in your search browser. Like we man if you want to support gas go ahead and support manscape it's very easy go to manscape.com and type in the promo code gasnet20 not only will you get 20 percent off of your order but you will also get free shipping go ahead and grab that lawnmower 4.0 the lawnmower 3.0 as i like to say 
It's like collecting the Infinity Stones, man. Another great episode, fellas. Y'all know how we always end things, man. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Go for the culture.